Supper, and I'm ask everybody to open their Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6 is where we'll be today. It's good to be together in uh, the house of the Lord. I missed you guys being uh, sick for a couple weeks. Oh, you're very kind. Thank you. And um, being sick as an extrovert is really hard. Um, I, I don't do well. Um, just crazy symptoms over, over the last couple of weeks. I hadn't been that sick in a while. And, and so a uh, doctor asked, uh, and anyway, just ended up having like three COVID tests throughout the last couple of weeks. And you, you know you're an extrovert when you're looking forward to Leslie getting home from work so she'll drive me to get a COVID test because I get to go outside the house and see somebody. And even though they're sticking something up your nose, I still get to talk to somebody. So that's, uh, it's, it's hard um, sometimes. But I was just very dizzy and, and it was just really uh, difficult. And, and sometimes when you're in a, a, a season like that, when it's uh, extending um, for days on end and you, and you actually don't feel better, you feel worse, uh, you can start to, to get down a little bit. You know, you can start to, to feel depressed. You can start to feel overwhelmed. Like, is this ever going to end? Or is this like just how it's going to be? And, and, um, and it's something I had to do while I was sick. And this is probably true of life in general. Is I really had to make a decision to keep my eyes on Jesus and not the battle. Keep your eyes on Jesus and not the battle, because what does God say in his word? You know, that's what we always have to ask ourselves. What does God say in his word? Because a fear is not your friend. And when you're, you're sitting there, all of a sudden things start going through your mind, and you begin to, to wonder, like, uh, what's, what's the plan here, God? Because you said in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, that I'm your masterpiece, you've created me for good works, and I'm not doing a whole lot of good works right now. That kind of Jesus, what are you doing? And that's what faith is. That's faith. You know, if everything's easy and life is good, I don't need faith, right? It's when it's difficult that I need that faith. And we all need faith because we're going to talk about spiritual warfare today because uh, we're looking at Ephesians chapter 6. And, and the first thing that God tells us about life is that life is hard. Life is hard. Life here on earth is hard. For, for some of us, it's very, very hard. And the longer I live and I watch people and I pray with people and I talk about their lives and what's happening, I, I realize that can, life can be very difficult. Job said in Job 14.1, mortals born of women are a few days and are full of trouble. Short life, lots of trouble. Thanks a lot, Job, for telling us that. Maybe Jesus would say something more positive, right? Well, in John 16, he says, in this world, you will have trouble. Yep. Thanks, Jesus. I want him to say, life's a picnic, right? God in his word makes it very clear that life is not a picnic. It's a battle. Life is a battle. It is an armed struggle against a powerful adversary. And God wants us to know what we're up against in Ephesians chapter 6, beginning at verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. 
For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. God wants us to know that there is an enemy out to destroy you, but that enemy is not of this world. That it's not in the physical realm, it's actually in the spiritual realm. And I thought Dr. Paul Allen did a great job describing that a couple weeks ago, the difference between the spiritual and the physical realm. And there is a cosmic battle for your soul. And your battle is not against people, and it's not against circumstances. So if it's not against people, I don't get to hate other people that I think are evil or are against me, because it's, it's not about them, it's about the enemy trying to destroy me. Sometimes we fight so hard against circumstances or fate or what life has brought us that we get so angry about the circumstances, but it's not the circumstances. It's the enemy that's out to steal, kill, and destroy. Now, he's going to use people. He's going to use circumstances to come against you, but so will God in your life as well. This passage just told us that the devil has schemes. If you have the King James, it might say the word wiles. If you want to translate it into our modern English, it would be that the devil has a plan for your life. In fact, you could even use the word method, that he has a method to destroy you. He has a plan. Just as God has a plan to bless you and prosper you and to give you abundant life, the devil has a plan to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to come in. He wants to trap us. You don't have to be afraid of the devil. He's been defeated. We'll talk about that. But God wants us to know the seriousness of the battle that we're in, the seriousness of the opposition we face. And if it sounds scary when you hear about spiritual warfare, it's, it's meant to be scary because your enemy is more powerful than you are in your own strength. You can't defeat the enemy in your own strength. And God doesn't want you to fight alone. Another thing that God doesn't want you to do is to pretend like there's no battle at all. Sometimes we just say, oh, you know, it's just, it's just life and it's just hard. Just, and we pretend like there's no battle. You know, the enemy loves it. The devil loves it when you don't believe in him. Because then he can go around undetected. He can do whatever he wants. If we just pretend like he's not there, he can wreak havoc on our life. And so we want to fight the real enemy. Don't fight the people and the circumstances around you. Fight the real enemy. Chris Valentin said this, don't fight a battle where there is no trophy. Sometimes we fight people, we fight circumstances, and you know what's going to happen? If you start fighting the people around you who you think are bad or evil, there's just going to be scorched earth all around you. You try to fight against those circumstances. Fight the real enemy. Be strong in the Lord. It says in, in verse 10 there, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. What do we need? We need God's power. You need God's power. You will not do this in your own strength. You need his mighty power at work in you. You have a choice. Is it going to be your strength or his strength? Ephesians chapter 1, verses 19 and 20, we sang it today in that first song about resurrecting that, that God robbed the grave and rose Jesus from the dead. It says, and in his incomparably great power for us who believe the power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly realms. That Jesus was raised from the dead. God raised Jesus from the dead. And he didn't just raise him from the grave. He lifted him into the heavenly realms, and he sat him at the right hand, that power position. 
in glory with the Father. That's the power of God that's now available to you and me. See, we have that power. You can't fight in your own strength. You've already won if you fight in his power because Jesus has already defeated Satan. And God's power needs to be at work in our life. It needs to be at work in every area of our life. Every day, all day, throughout our week. And, and it's great that we're here on a, a Sunday and, and we feel God's power. We feel him as we worship. We feel him as we pray. We feel him as the word is preached. We feel, yes, we feel strong. But his strength isn't just for a Sunday morning. It's for every single day of the week. Every single area of your life, he wants his power and work in you. Philippians 1, 6 says, being confident of this, he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. I love this perspective that Paul gives that, that God is not going to give up on you and his power is not going to run out from beginning to the end. Whatever the enemy has planned for you, whether it be a temptation or a trial, whatever method he's going to use to steal, kill, and destroy, God is there wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, his power is available to you beginning to end. He's not going to leave you alone. God is working in your life. And I love that because sometimes I need to be aware. Sometimes it's good to be sick, and, and I don't think sickness comes from God. I'm not saying that, but sometimes it's good to be sick because it reminds us, I'm weak, he's strong. Because sometimes when I'm strong, I, I think, oh, I'm really strong. No, I'm strong in him. That's when I'm, the, when, when I'm weak, he's strong. That, I'm, almost, I'm almost stronger when I'm weak because he is with those that are fighting the battle. His power is at work in you when you fight the battle. And so if I have the power of God on my side, that leads me to the first part of the verse where he says, be strong. Be strong. That you and I are called to be strong. This is one of the top commands in the Bible. Be strong. A lot of times it's, it's connected with the word courageous. Be strong and courageous. We think of Joshua as he is leading the children of Israel out of uh, the wilderness into the promised land, and they're about to go fight the giants that they heard about, the huge walled cities, the first city being Jericho. They're about to go into the promised land, and God says, be strong and very courageous. God is delivering the enemy into their hands. Even though they don't know it, even though they don't feel strong, even though they see the walls and the giants, they have to realize that, you know what, God's on my side. You know what that tells me is that I need to be strong, listen, I need to be strong even in difficult times. Even when life is hard, I need to be strong. Because I don't, I'm not doing this in my power, I'm doing it in his power. He is with me. And then he talks about that we're to call the, you know, put on the armor of God and stand. We're to stand and we stand our ground. That's, that's part of that, that being bold, that we're just standing on the power of God in our life. Because look, Jesus provides all we need, right? You have everything you need when you have Christ. He comes in salvation. He comes in deliverance. He comes in healing. Everything you need is found in him. Life may be hard, but that's not your battle. That's his battle. And that's where faith comes in. It's like, okay, God, this is, this is what you placed in front of me. And God, you're going to give me the strength, the hope, and you're going to help me. Because when you have Christ, listen, this is so important. You are on the winning side. If you have Jesus, you're on the winning side. You are destined to win. You want to know why? Because Jesus never lost a battle. When he was on earth, he never lost a battle. 
He, he never gave in to temptation. He never met a demon-possessed person he couldn't cast that demon out of. He never met a sick person he couldn't heal. He, he, never, he never met an enemy that he couldn't destroy. He, even, he didn't even have to fight. He just laid his life down. He was so powerful. It, it says when they came to arrest him, they said, are you, are, you know, are you Jesus? And he says, I am he, and they just all fell down. I mean, he was, he was that powerful. I mean, that's, that's Jesus, and that same Jesus is inside of you. God has no desire to see you destroyed. God has no desire to see you just used as a tool of the enemy. God wants to give you his power, his strength. He wants you to stand and to stand bold. God's desire to see you increase and grow. God's promises are the exact opposite of what the devil's trying to do to you. He's trying to steal, kill, and destroy. God's trying to give you life and give it to you abundantly. That's God, and so I want to be on his side. And that's why we need faith over fear. That's what I loved about Damon's sermon last week, faith over fear. We have to choose faith. Just as David faced the giant, Goliath, and he's looking at Goliath, but he was looking at God because God was bigger than the giant in front of him. We have to build our faith to see how big our God is and focus on him and go to him and call on him and be close to him. I love in Psalm 23, probably the most famous psalm of David, when he talks about the Lord being my shepherd. In verse 5, it says, you prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. I love that, right? Like, enemies are coming against me, and God says, hey, sit down. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spread out a little table for you. You just have a little snack while I fight your battle. I love that. Isn't that great? Because we can focus on God in the midst of the battle. Now, there's some people that say, I don't want to fight. I, 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 don't, I, I don't like conflict. I don't like any of this. I don't want to fight. I'm scared when I read these passages. And so I'm just going to not fight. It's not an option. I'm sorry. It's not. I mean, you can, but then the enemy wins. And you live scared the rest of your life. You live in fear. You live helpless. Life is hard. You are in a battle. That's why God put it in the Word so that you would know. Why, why is this, all this thing happening? And God's telling us, look, child, there are things happening in the spirit realm that you don't even know about. There are some big things going on all around you, and I want you to know. And so don't pretend like it doesn't exist. Don't try to say, I just don't want any part of it. Say, okay, God, if, if that's the case, if life is not a picnic but a battle, I'm going to go with what your word says. And what does his word say? Here's the good news. It'll be on the screen. Write this down. This is the good news. That in the battle, you are not alone. You don't have to fight in your own strength, and you're destined for victory. There you go. That's the good news. That when life is hard, when you're, when you're facing the enemy, when you don't even know what's going on, you're, you're not alone. And you don't have to fight in your own strength, and you are destined for victory. I'll never forget, uh, we were in a board meeting for Mission Possible, and um, a long time ago, uh, uh, Jan Berkemeyer, some of you know who that is, they've been to church here, they live on the West Coast, and um, she was giving the devotional. Before we start our, our board meeting, she would give the devotional, and, and her and Brent, her husband, had just come back from a vacation where they were uh, at a beach, and so she was collecting seashells. Uh, along the beach, and she wanted to bring seashells back for everybody that's on the board, and 
and it was part of her uh, devotional. And so, you know, I'm thinking seashells, oh, a nice seashell or something like that. And she brought, she gave us these, these little plastic cups, and in the bottom, it looked like a bunch of broken pieces of shells. I'm like, oh, well, thank you very much for that, uh, you know. And, and she goes, no, look at them. And so we looked at them, and I, I tried to pick a bigger one. I, you probably can't see it, but um, it's like a perfect shell. If you look at it, it's just like, it's like perfect. Um, and it's just, it's just miniature. It's a baby. And, and they were all these baby little shells. And, um, and as she taught, and I was thinking about this, it, it just, this, this is who our God is. That there is a microscopic living organism in the ocean that God wants to protect from its enemies. So he creates these beautiful baby shells that you can barely, if I didn't have my glasses on, I wouldn't even be able to really see it. That, that God in creation, the heart of God, was to protect these, these microscopic living things from their enemy. That God designed that shell for, to protect something. You and I are created in the image of God the crowning achievement of his creation, how much more is he going to protect you? He's going to protect you. And he's going to protect you from beginning to end, from womb to tomb. God is going to protect you. If he cares this much about just this baby thing in the ocean, how much more does he care about you? We're going to talk about in the weeks to come about the armor of God and how we put that on and, and that God has provided that for us. But I want to let you know that God is on your side and he's going to take really good care of you. He did say there would be trouble. Like I, I said in John 16, 33, it'll be on the screen. I've told you these things so that you might have peace. In this world, you'll have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world. I love it. God's on your side. He, in the cosmic battle for your soul, for everything that he has planned for all of eternity, he's got it, and he's taking really good care of you, and he is going to protect you. And so what we need to do is we need to yield to him. So when I was sick, and, and again, uh, just kind of getting down, getting depressed, just feeling like, is this ever going to be over? I, I had a scripture. I'm just going to share it with you, because in a couple of weeks, we'll, we'll uh, open God's word and look at the armor of God and how to put that on and all that that means. But until then, I want to give you something that you can use this week, next week, and you can use this the rest of your life. And it's something I use during this time. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 and 5. The spiritual battle discussion is throughout the New Testament. It's actually in the Old Testament as well. So it's not something that's just in one place in Ephesians. It's throughout. And so in 2 Corinthians, it says this, The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Again, talking about the spirit realm. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. So that last part there is what I had to do when I was not feeling well, when I was starting to get down, starting to feel overwhelmed, is every thought I had, because, you know, during COVID and all these things, and, and recently a few more of my friends have passed away, and you think, maybe I have COVID or this or that or the other, and I take every thought captive, and I make it obedient to Christ. 
What does God say in his word? What does God say about life, about death? What does God say about sickness? What does God say about health? What does God say about our hearts and our minds? What does God say about fear? And what does God say about faith? What does God say in his word? And whatever thought comes through my mind, you make it obedient to Christ and his word. You'll never go wrong doing that. Make it obedient to Christ and his word. So this week, whatever you, when you start going down that rabbit trail in your mind of, of this thing or that thing or that life is hard here or this person's against me or I wish this never happened to me or take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ and his word. God is for you. He is not against you. He is with you. He is giving you his strength. You are going to win in the end. Victory is secure. Hold on. Don't give up. That's why they call it faith. If everything was perfect, if everything was already worked out, you wouldn't need faith, but you need faith. You need faith when you're young. You need faith when you're old. You need faith because God's word is true. It is yes and amen. And so whatever you're facing this week, whatever's coming up, I just encourage you to take every thought captive, make it obedient to Christ, and walk in his power, his strength, and his word. Amen? Amen. Would you bow your heads and your hearts with me today? Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. I want to let you know this morning that God loves you so much, and um, just like the, that baby shell, God's protecting you. I believe that that blessing and that protection is, is also on our children and our children's children. I believe that God works all things together for good, even when we make mistakes. He's working it together for good. He forgives all sin. He makes it all right. He loves, and his love never fails, never runs out. I just want to encourage you today that, that if life is hard and you feel like you're in a battle, don't give up. Don't fight in your own strength. You fight in your own strength, or it's, it's not going to go well. Choose Christ. Choose his word. Choose his strength. Don't pretend like it's not a battle. Don't pretend. Don't just live scared. Don't live helpless. You don't have to live that way. You are not fighting against a person or a group or a circumstance. God desires everyone to be saved. When you see that person who you think is your enemy, remember that God loves them and he's calling them to himself. This is a spiritual battle that the enemy is using to steal, kill, and destroy. You are meant to walk in love. You are meant to walk in power. You are meant to walk in boldness and courage because you are walking in his strength. God, give us strength today. Give us power. The same power that raised Jesus out of the grave. The same power that lifted him to the heavenly realms at the right hand. Give us power. Give us strength. Give us boldness. Give us courage. Renew our hearts, our minds. And we take every thought captive and make it obedient to you and your word. God, we give ourselves completely to you. God, I thank you so much for so many good things that you do that we don't even recognize. But God, you've been so good to us. Even the breath we have, you've given to us. And so, Lord, today we are grateful, we are alive, and we are bold in you. May we walk this week in new boldness. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.